Like, one had no idea Wendy Williams' show was recorded live. No idea. I just knew it was pre-roll every time. Why wouldn't it be? This show is ridiculous. One. I need my Wendy and I need her now. <laughs> and live. Like, I need Good Morning America and I need Ooh, Wendy. Just. Can you imagine though dying in an outfit like that? So you mean to tell me Keisha K. Orr was like live there too? Like, That's everybody was Rick Ross and Remy Ma were live or was this a special fucking episode? Like anything can happen up there really like (laughs) the type of people who go on the Wendy Williams show like so that was one because I was like did they release this video after the fact but they're like no Wendy Williams fell out on live TV bitch and I was like whoa what that look like What's that? What? Uh, I can't imagine dying in a Statue of Liberty outfit like, in the year of Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Trump. Matter. <laughs> that makes no sense. That was the ancestors like, bitch, what bitch, you doing? What you mean? <laughs> You're supposed to be dressed like a black panther and you out here dressed like the Statue of fucking Liberty. Liberty? What's wrong Uh, with you? You black. What's wrong? Niggas is haul ass kneeling (laughs) at the National Anthem. What you doing? (laughs) Wendy, we did not let you talk all that shit about goddamn Mariah Carey and Beyonce and Destiny's Child and Whitney Houston and all of that for you to be doing that (laughs) at this point. Point in and, uh, like specific in Trump's America, yeah, Trump's you Lady America. Liberty girl, sh- no, yeah, the ancestor was like, boo, bitch, <laughs> got you, got you, bitch, <laughs> <laughs> and down you go, <laughs> just like that statue, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, you guessed it, bitch, you guessed it. <laughs> the ancestor's like, what is you wearing? Take that shit off. but you know god bless wendy williams we want black women to be well rested lots of you motherfuckers are working too hard but i just couldn't let that shit go (laughs) like only thing i could get in my mind was how fast you niggas can create a meme or some shit like instant is that an app bitch let us know how are y'all creating memes so quickly (laughs) clips everything (laughs) like (laughs) Y'all ain't about to get us, bitch. This is recorded. This is Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz, the king of the South. And you are about to listen to the, the Black, Black Joy, Joy mixtape. Hey, what it do? Ow. All right, DJ Trey. I'm about to add out. If your dude come close to me, then he gotta get a job off chauffeurie. I might let that boy show for me, but he gotta eat this pussy like groceries. And he gotta block all his hoes for me. I might have that nigga buy my clothes for me. That's your shit, you know. I grew up back um, black and Baptist, so I've always been discouraged from being creative on this <laughs> I day. I was so confused. I'm like, one, it's November 2nd. <laughs> True. <laughs> Two. But this week definitely was Halloween. Okay, cool. And I I also didn't celebrate Halloween growing up. I only thing I got to do was 
if they messed around and had the book fair the same week as Halloween, mm. I got to dress up thin and go to school in the costume for the book fair. Yes. But not for Halloween. Right. We So our <laughs> book fair equivalent was we had Halloween fall on book fair and I dressed up as Little Miss Tuffet. <laughs> Which simply means that I just wore a regular church dress with stockings. I'm like you say, did you just put a bonnet yeah, on your head? Exactly. Like, the little top on it. We would literally, when my mom did spend money on a Halloween costume, we had to take it off before going to spend the evening at church. Like okay. not her. I don't think it it was just like a rule. You yeah. I think one year Allison, my sister to- is like hella creepy. Like she loves scary movies and shit. Mm-hmm. We both do, really. But Allison was like, she watched them so often that my grandmother would look at her weird sometimes. Like, what's wrong with you? But she... What's wrong with your spirit? Yeah, what's wrong with your spirit? (laughs) You're always watching these demons and things. But one year, I, I distinctly remember Allison rolling up in church with like this ridiculously painted face like she's just so weird Hannah's gonna be the same way it's gonna be great anyway now <laughs> that we're older we know that our cousins uh celebrate what, what what's the name of the holiday day of the dead yeah our cousins on day of right, the dead and do. the day they before that and mm-hmm. you know really acknowledging the ancestors and I can really get with that you I know? love that I'm like to take a full day out where you like usher some dead people into your to the present and like Celebrate. honor them, yeah, yeah, with bright colors and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So shout out to our our cousins, yeah, yeah, our melanated cousins who celebrate. But now we're in November. It's officially Scorpio season, I guess, or whatever. And, you know, just a little light work. Jasmine's yeah. turning thirty this month, y'all. Thirty thirty. Came thirty thirty. Sixteen sensational. Ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, all this disrespect. Put some respect on my name. Don't you ever. I don't know how y'all be spelling the shit or whatever. <laughs> Did like, you just say 16? <laughs> it is one six eight. Oh, okay. Got you. I knew you were 16. <laughs> I was close. I appreciate that. See? You know, I give you a little, you know, I think it's that Zeta spirit in you that just. I don't know up. what you're talking about. <laughs> so. But your grandmama do. <laughs> Rest her soul. God bless Mary Alice. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Zayda's talking, y'all. Uh, <laughs> she want to be a grand in grand chapter. You I know, don't get Amber. I don't. <laughs> Y'all got one time to yell in my face. They don't do that in grand chapter. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. And non hazing organizations. Okay. All right. I I watch Burning Sands, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about non hazing to my ass, end up choked out in a barn (laughs) with my pants, like pants around my ankles. That is not funny. (laughs) It is not. What? I got real sisters, bitch. You know how much ass whipping we did growing up? Why would I sign up? No. I got to pay to get my ass whipped? No. Am I allowed to say any of <laughs> We lost like 50 listeners just now. I don't know what Amber <laughs> Phillips is talking about. Shout out to the 20 that's left. <laughs> Y'all some real ones, true ones. 
Anyway, let's <laughs> piss off the rest of the ends. Yep, I love randomly bringing up Divine Nine to throw Jasmine off. It's like my favorite thing. I, but you see, he's but still you get better with the, right. You get better with them clapbacks. Yeah, so. and you try real hard, and I'm <laughs> trying to use my words very wisely. <laughs> right before you get that, um, you are no longer allowed to wear red. <laughs> Just a whole or primary. cream. <laughs> You can only wear white or off white. <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. I think y'all are y'all are great. Love your dance moves. All right. <laughs> I'm so rude. You better represent for the goddamn <laughs> niggas that couldn't get in. Just ooh, ooh, ooh. stop it. <laughs> Alright, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I give her an inch. She want to take 10. Goddamn. I'm going to sprinkle my shit throughout the episodes for the rest of the year. Anyway. White people have no self control. And neither does Amber. None. All right. Let's kick this motherfucker off. All right. So, first off. The National Rifle Association, or the NRA, is offering insurance for people who shoot people. It's starting... Period. No reasoning. Just... (laughs) If you shoot a motherfucker... You're insured. You're insured. This is stirred criticism from gun control advocates who say it could foster more violence and give gun owners a false sense of security to shoot first and ask questions later. Like they've been doing, which is why they was like, let's get an insurance for this. <laughs> so specifically what this looks like is people, you know how y'all got, well, some of us have health insurance and you pay that every month well, and or your car insurance and all that. You know how you pay that, you get into some shit you know they might fix your car like bang out a bumper yeah. well what they saying is if you uh shoot somebody you know st- especially in places with staying your ground in florida this insurance will potentially cover you in that case so uh i think some like some on one level uh pay for cleanup yeah yeah. they'll replace your gun because if you shoot somebody of course it goes into evidence that's if you know you are charged um and then they'll end up giving you a payout as well uh which could potentially give you money to pay for your legal counsel yeah they will literally scrub the blood yeah off of where you shot a person if you have this insurance mm-hmm. with your sign up or your membership with the NRA. Mm-hmm. I believe Color of Change is leading the campaign against this with um, Trayvon Martin's mom, um, mm-hmm. Sabrina Fulton, has done like a whole commercial around this cleanup murder insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's kind of wild that. Well, it makes perfect sense actually. Like we're in a time now where. There's what we're saying about what's happening with Donald Trump and Black Lives Matter and all these other pieces. But the way white America is seeing it is a time of great turmoil when you are taken to the streets, protesting nonviolently. Um, white America and people in the White House and all this stuff are literally flipping that to make it seem as though white people are in danger, mm-hmm. which is why something like this can exist and get traction with membership into the R- in, um, NRA. Even though we know that violence against people of color, like what we saw with George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin, is not us. <laughs> like, yeah. y'all are the ones taken to the street with tiki torches. In fact, 
shit, we might need this insurance, goddamn. Exactly. There is a potential to resist, right? Because one thing that we have talked about on this show is how over 50% of guns are owned by 20, 21% of the population. And gun control, like when we're talking about gun reform, you know, people aren't necessarily talking about what happens with all these people with guns, specifically these white extremists who right. exist in this country who are um, just being um, violent, like off the basis or in, and or fear of melanated people in this country. Right. There's no way that reform can heal and or help people with those kinds of biases and political views. Yeah. In Jacksonville, Florida, for instance, uh, 22-year-old Keegan Von Roberts uh, was recently murdered by his neighbor, this white man, um, who I'm not sure his name is out, but pretty much they had a dispute and now Keegan is dead. And um, shout out to Malaya who let me know that this was happening and he like he still hasn't been charged, mm-hmm. this white man. Yeah, and we know that Florida has stand your ground laws. Yeah, and shot him in front of his pregnant girlfriend right. who was five months pregnant. And so here we are with this insurance um, that could potentially be used in such harmful cases and dangerous cases, especially with white extremists who literally are vigilant and acting as the police. And so what do we do? I mean, I... I'm almost thinking, like, what would it look like to have a mass campaign of black people enrolling for this insurance? I'm right. pretty sure it wouldn't exist anymore then. Right. Let's try it out. Like, I don't... I, I get gun control and gun control laws, but I'm also worried for black people who don't have the protection of the police, who might be in suburban areas, rural areas. I am really concerned in the South, in Ohio. Like Mm -hmm. we have tons of open spaces and suburban spaces and we're an open carry state. So what does it look like instead of just taking this approach of no guns for anyone? What does it look like? Um, kind of like healthcare. Like, what does it look like to train people in order to be safer around guns? What does it look like for us to introduce legislation that requires types of trainings around bias um, and racism before you can own a gun? Yeah, I'm about to say, get to this root. White supremacy is at the root of all this fear. Racism and scarcity mixed together creates a lot of fear for white people. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, what that looks like when there is a water crisis in Charleston, West Virginia, which I was in 2012 not only did the stores in the area sell out of water they couldn't keep bullets in the store Mm. and we are in places now where water crises are becoming like a thing Mm -hmm. like Flint still doesn't have clean water for instance so what does that mean around the safety and sanctity of people who are in places with limited resources but in a surplus of bullets and steel right so fight back is our second amendment right for everybody Mm -hmm. whatever fighting back looks like for y'all this insurance presents us a great opportunity you know for us just in case because who knows who knows what could happen (laughs) So, according to the White House, women who have accused Trump Mm -hmm. of sexual harassment are lying. So, apparently last week in the Rose Garden, 
Jacqueline Almany of CBS, a reporter, asked, quote, at least 16 women accused the president of sexually harassing them throughout the course of the campaign. The president called that fake news. Is the official White House position that all these women are lying? Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the spokeswoman for the non-administration, replied, yeah, we've been clear on that from the beginning, and the president's spoken on it. So they're just like, that's a lie. That's Everybody's lying. That's from our White House. We haven't, she didn't talk about any investigation or nothing. Just, it's a lie. So with that type of violence existing at the highest at uh, the, position mm-hmm. in the land, of course, that trickles down. The fact that Trump is being asked about sexual assault, harassment is a testament to, for better or for worse, this country is starting to see how ingrained sexual assault of specifically femme bodies is in this country it's literally crossing uh industries it's in the white house we had a big conversation about this a couple of years ago around um you know catholic churches and it just won't go away college campuses college campuses carrying mattresses to talk about rape on college campuses this is This is a societal issue. Right. And it's one that we need to aggressively address like we do anything else. We need to come up with some approaches against this the same way we do um, with the movement for black lives coming up with approaches to criminal justice reform. Like we really need to take a step and figure out, have more conversations and propose more interventions to end sexual harassment and sexual assault in this country. Especially the police not only doing harm in our communities through gun violence, but also through sexual assault. Right. And one of the biggest forms of police brutality is actually sexual assault, Mm y'all. So we do have some trigger warnings across the episode, actually. So we're going to talk about rape and sexual harassment today, you all. Um, And... If you are unable to hear it, we completely understand. We want you to take care of yourself. And then if you want to hear us dissect these stories and really urge us how to take action around them, keep listening. So, yeah, we love you, support you. And this is our news, our news cycle. Um, News came out this week that a Brooklyn team was raped by two police officers while in police custody. The teen alleges that the police drove to a nearby Chipotle parking lot and then, while she remained handcuffed, forced her to perform oral sex on them. Oh, no. One officer, she said, then raped her before leaving her on a street corner near the 60th precinct. According to her attorney, she went to a hospital that night, uh, was giving a rape kit. Here's where this just gets absurd. Law enforcement sources told the New York Post that DNA found on Chambers match the two officers, a fact confirmed by the teen's attorney. So she told a reporter via Twitter direct messenger that I'm so hurt by this situation. Um, And her lawyer said she's devastated. She doesn't leave home. She's extremely depressed and has been victimized again by these two officers saying it was consensual. He added, this was a kidnapping and this was a rape. So here we have two police officers on duty, right? This young woman is saying she is raped. Not only is she saying that she is raped, the evidence match these two police officers. And instead of them talking, one, why are y'all fucking on duty? Like this wasn't consensual. This woman was handcuffed. Like this is, 
We really have to start documenting these things as much as we're talking about who the police are killing. Because folks like Daniel Haltzclaw, there is a trend with rape and murder of our communities, y'all. Yeah, the book doesn't stop around how these people terrorize our communities. And instead of using this language to only talk about brown folks, we have to be very clear about how we use the word terrorism. This is what this is. Right terrorism Mm -hmm. this is a violation of our human rights and our human dignity all right it's putting our communities under a lot of duress and a lot of stress and a lot of uh just it's it doesn't that's not safety that's not how you create systems of safety for people the thing is if you think that the police is here to protect you like they will soon let you know that that's not true yeah Especially like when when we've talked about how whiteness already exists in a hierarchy. This is ultimately about protecting the richest and the whitest of the white. Mm-hmm. And so um, all of us are at will. All of them are at will and at risk, and it's only a matter of time before it is your community's turn. Mm. I think whenever, even when we think about war in this country, we know that a tactic of war is not only killing people but raping folks as well. Mm-hmm. And I want us to really drive home for y'all that this is just as important. Yeah, this is critical to the survival of our communities is to level rape and sexual assault and the pillaging of bodies with that of murder with that of environmental injustice it is colonization it is oppression like i'm hoping that this year when we talk about resistance right this is what made me so upset again with the women's march like y'all talking about pussies grabbing back that's not the answer to sexual assault. It's not. It's to reverse sexual assault. We need to end this shit. We need to take it out of our language. It needs and to we be need abolished. To, right. There is a so. campaign called the um, Know Your Nine um, campaign, and they are ensuring that schools are in compliance with Title IX um, legislation um, that basically protects folks against sexual assault, protects women against discrimination on college campuses. But what we also know, specifically for black girls, a lot of us experience rape and sexual assault before we're even able to touch a college campus. Mm -hmm. So I am hoping that this moment of time will not just be a rallying of racial justice, of of, uh, the prison slash slavery abolition that we also rally around all of our movements thinking about how to protect communities from rape and sexual assault and sexual harm yes because it's about bodily autonomy absolutely so we have police who are violating their right to power we also have our federal agencies abusing their power as well Mm -hmm. so A 17-year-old undocumented immigrant to the U.S. had to be granted permission from a federal judge to obtain an abortion because a federal agency used reproductive coercion, fear tactics, and sought to block her from leaving the detention facility where she's being held in Texas, all to refuse her the legal health care she had the human right to. Mm Mm-hmm. According to Slate, a federal court ruled on Tuesday that Scott Lloyd, 
the head of the Office of Refugee Resettlement, violated the Constitution when he refused to let an undocumented minor known as Jane Doe obtain an abortion. The ruling cast serious doubts on the constitutionality of the Office of Refugee Resettlement's broader policy, where, quote, taking any action that facilitates abortion without approval from Lloyd, which he will never provide because he's on record being anti-choice. The Jane Doe case has also raised questions about the broader legality of Lloyd's actions. An ethics watchdog group and two congressional representatives are now looking into whether or not Lloyd should be charged with abuse of public office. Yes. Yes. So we'll tell you why. In court filings, Doe said that the government agencies, quote, forced me to obtain counseling from a religiously affiliated crisis pregnancy center where I was forced to look at the sonogram. Y'all, crisis pregnancy um, centers are, get government funding yeah. to spread these lies and bullshit. They are not right. doctors. No. They are not trained therapists or psychiatrists. They are literally the church mother's deacons coming and being like, don't get an abortion, bitch. They are posing as a healthcare facility right. where all they do is they give people false information. They tell people lies. They uh, really coerce people right. into... Um, not making the decision that they want to make. So I will tell y'all also how to identify a crisis pregnancy prevention center. Most times um, they have billboards up that will say, want a free pregnancy test? Those are places that are crisis pregnancy prevention centers because even if you go there to get a pregnancy test, you are not going to get full information about how to access health care, how to potentially get um, your abortion options, your adoption options, as well as options to help you raise your child. No. You're going to be shamed into having a kid. And I will actually be interested in you all who are all across the country being able to identify your crisis pregnancy prevention centers because they are cloaked in lies and they seem like they're helpful places, but they actually are very stigmatizing places. And sometimes we can't tell them apart yes, from the and, local Planned Parenthood. And even the name of it, the fact that they have us calling them crisis pregnancy centers because they understand that a lot of people are in crisis because of an unplanned pregnancy. Right. So it sounds like they are going to help you prevent a crisis, but they are not designed to support you through crisis. Mm -hmm. They are literally, they exist only to move an agenda to quote unquote protect the unborn. Right. And which is also false language because they do nothing to support the <laughs> livelihood and thriving of the people once they're born. Right. So like all of this is lies. It's it falls apart when you start talking asking people, well, what do you feel about uh food stamps? Right. For children. Making just, sure that yeah. children have access to healthy foods. Making sure that people have, these kids have access to good education. Right. Uh, so on Thursday morning, mm -hmm. Lloyd Scott testified before the House Judiciary Subcommittee on Immigration and Border Security and refused to answer questions about whether he visited pregnant minors in custody to quote-unquote persuade, which we know is coerce, them to carry unwanted pregnancies. Which isn't even your job, bro. He did that on tag 
tax dollars, y'all. So only to confirm in an anti-choice publication a day later that he has misappropriated our tax dollars and misused his power to visit pregnant minors in his custody to coerce them to carry unwanted pregnancies. This is the Office of Refugee Resettlement doing this, y'all. Not the health department. This not the welfare job. office, but the person who is literally supposed to be ushering people to safety is going door to door telling people what to do with their pregnancy. Not door to door. These are kids who are in detention centers. Wow. They aren't at home. Right. They are being detained and they are being blocked from getting their health care. Right. Not only are they being blocked by disallowing them not to go to their appointment, he is literally coming in either during work hours. I'm going to say he's doing during work hours because he continues to hold that power yeah. while he's doing it to quote-unquote dissuade or persuade these these people from getting an abortion no this is a misuse of power this is also a misappropriation of tax dollars Mm -hmm. he is doing that on your tax time y'all that is a problem so this is happening on multiple levels the state Within federal agencies and Congress last month, the House passed a 20-week abortion ban, which is also blatantly unconstitutional, but the bill is unlikely to make it through Senate. There's currently a six-week abortion ban that they're discussing in the House that will also face the same fate. Y'all, but increasingly, some people don't even know they're pregnant until it's six weeks. They're talking about six weeks, y'all. They already passed the 20-week abortion ban in house Mm -hmm. it will most likely die in senate but who knows (laughs) not only so they passed that and now it's six weeks and the thing about these failures though like don't get excited because increasingly what they're doing is creating a culture of normalcy around this Mm -hmm. they're creating alternative uh, I don't even want to say facts, but they are creating an, an entire canon around why this is justifiable, and it simply is not. Yeah, the fact that they are using deceit, they are using deceit and false information in pregnancy crisis centers to people they to- want to parent. Like I don't understand that. <laughs> So you don't trust me enough with valuable fucking information, but you want me to be a parent? Yes. Wow. Yeah, so they are creating culture and creating quote-unquote facts that ultimately reduce all our ability to exercise our rights to bodily autonomy. Because if you think that these folks won't pass laws that will attempt to make it illegal to protest, which they are already doing, you got another thing coming. Yeah, our movement talks about reproductive rights movements solely about people with wombs deciding whether or not to be pregnant. But this also impacts all of us because it normalizes our government's ability to decide what we can and can't do with our bodies without them giving us any resources to support those choices. Like comprehensive sex education. Right. For instance, we can't protest, but it isn't like they will ensure the police are not terrorizing our neighborhoods. They create all this sentencing around drugs in our communities, but do nothing to ensure that people are having systems to cope or adequate and accessible Medicare that addresses pain holistically. Mm -hmm. So... 
uh, we don't even have to hypothesize. They are proposing bans and coercing people into pregnancy while places are actively shutting down places to receive prenatal care. So which brings us to our (laughs) next headline. If this isn't spinning your head enough, not only will you not be able to access an abortion no matter when you find out that you're pregnant, but if you live right here in the chocolate city in the nation's capital. The nation's capital. Like, this ain't the South, y'all. No. This is, well, it's not. It's it's It's, geographically the South. South South-ish. But it's not the South (laughs) culturally. Y'all ain't got sweet tea. Um, carry on. Sometimes, yes. Anything black people are over, we got some fucking sweet tea. tea. Yeah, (laughs) but even the black people be trying to front on me, talking about calling me Obama and shit. Like, I don't don't appreciate that. I'm from Mississippi, nigga. I can see the sugar in the bottom of this large mix. Stop playing. Have y'all not heard y'all say y'all country is fucked? Literally, I talking about legging. Oh, you legging? What up, bleed? (laughs) Whenever, especially when you get in the Baltimore bitch like I love listening to TT the artist talk like it's she's in the mix between her Florida and her Baltimore it's Mm. like all in there together man continue with the headlines (laughs) mom so if you live here the closure of two DC maternity wards hurts low income women the most says the Washington Post a Northeast hospital closed all of their prenatal care on October 16th and what was largely seen as a cost-saving measure. In August, the city shut down deliveries at United Medical Center in Southeast Washington over several critical mistakes, including failing to take necessary precautions to prevent an HIV-infected mother from passing the infection to her baby. Um, so now, no labor and delivery services exist on the east side of our city, y'all. <laughs> Leaving a maternity care. They calling it a maternity care, care desert. desert. This is maternity care apartheid. Stop saying that. Stop calling things food deserts and shit, y'all. Right. Because deserts are very much alive. Have y'all been to a desert? There's all yeah. types of life happening out there. Cactus, there's rodents, there's all types of things. This is systematic. This is about making sure that certain people don't have access right. to health care. Which we might add, which is why we need to get Elizabeth dolls gay on the show is this is an area where we're looking at specifically a lot of black people specifically black women right Mm -hmm. and this is another way to continue to push these black folks out of the city so that they can be closer to their health care right hopefully so right now one of black women do not carry pregnancies a term y'all we have one of the highest infant mortality rates we have very high numbers of black women dying in pregnancy a lot of it is attached to our racist notions around um, medical care around black people not believing when we're hurt not telling us the systems or how to take care of ourselves when we've had open wounds we send mothers home way too early um, from uh, c-sections just a slew of shit and this city has has the nerve to close down the medical units that are supposed to be put in place to make sure that we can have healthy babies, y'all. While trying to push a national abortion ban. Like, y'all, 
They don't want us to they be don't fucking. Want, not only and they that, want us dead. They don't want us alive. This yeah. is how we don't make sure that people have what they need to live and thrive. Because, again, this isn't like uptown, like northwest and all that. Like, this side of town got some healthcare facilities. Yeah. This is only one side of town dealing with this issue. If you think, well, why don't they just travel to the other side of town? Woom, 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 woom. Like, no, people got to go to work. People yeah. are poor. And you, you gotta take to off have work. a hospital in your neighborhood. And talk, that, too. Public transportation is not... And then if we get into the, the issues around the public transportation in certain neighborhoods in this city, like, people can easily spend hours just trying to get to and from the damn hospital. Yeah. From one side of town to another. In it, so in addition to these actual uh, facilities being closed down, this is why it directly affects low-income people as well, not just regionally, but in um, costs. A MedStar Health, which operates MedStar Washington Hospital Center, lost its contract with the city to operate its own Medicaid managed care organization. The effect. Um, the affected patients were automatically transferred to a new plan, but not one that MedStar accepts, leaving women who are planning to give birth in the very near future confused about their options. Causing them stress. During pregnancy. Whoa. So they can't, so they just lost their insurance. They were given alternative insurance, and then this facility don't, don't even take the new insurance. Right. Until they straighten out the bureaucracy and all of this shit. Yes. Meanwhile, people carrying children and children could die living in our nation's capital. In the nation's capital. Not far from that their White House. That is wild. That's sick. Y'all, so I'll just, full transparency, the headlines this week just had me drained. We've been trying to record this episode for the last two days. And finally, we just had to record. But, like, the, the type of warfare that we are under, like, I said this quote last week during the anniversary of what my friend said. We are surviving in very troubling times. Mm -hmm. And for people who are confused about how we can go from talking about sexual assault or start talking about how guns in this country are now being insured by a racist organization that's going to make sure that racists have the opportunity to get away with murder. That's innovation. then move into police who are not only shooting people in our communities, Mm -hmm. but who are sexually assaulting and raping in our communities. And then to have a person over our country flat out say that sexual harassment, countless, countless, they're all liars. And then move into a head of a federal agency going around coercing teen undocumented folks, coercing them into moving into a pregnancy that has absolutely no support 
yeah. for them from a government while also a government is actively trying to push them out. And this person knows that they had they got pregnant under that traumatic circumstances. Yes. These circumstances, these people aren't having consensual sex in these detention centers. Mm-hmm. Usually these people are moving under really high trauma. They're trying to move away from high trauma while also trying to escape said trauma or like places we've talked about how the economic, how a lot of economic crises are moving a lot of refugees in the Western Hemisphere. We've explained that. So then when they are going through trying to get to the U.S., they get detained or in that process, they sometimes are sexually assaulted and raped. And then they end up having an unwanted pregnancy. And here this person is trying to coerce them into maintaining these pregnancies. And if they do let them out of the facility, they're sending them to crisis pregnancy centers all because of their politics when they are off the clock. Like, there is no way that this is okay. And we cannot talk about uh, terrorism as only happening when a car barrel driven by a brown person barrels into people in the street. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because this is terrorist. This, this is, and then not only that, so when you are trying to push these uh, politics that do not allow people to have access to their bodily autonomy, you then also are taking away the facilities in the nation's capital so that people can have access to the trash healthcare that you've given them. Because again, one of the reasons one of these facilities closed is because they didn't follow protocols, which they also trying to get rid of contraceptives as well like this same director like this Scott Lloyd person is also doesn't believe that these federal agencies should be giving out contraceptives so what are you going to do we know that people have sex so what do you propose that we do y'all killing our babies you're not providing us healthcare it's eugenics amber exactly that's exactly. all it is eugenics is a function of fascism they have figured out a new way to push eugenics this is an all-out attack yeah <laughs> this is like Period. from every angle this is an all-out attack like what are your options like where do you go and i also will add that in southeast they have a pregnancy a crisis pregnancy prevention they center. got them everywhere now. like it's wild so the breakdown is real for all y'all that's out here talking about you know i don't believe in abortion but people should be able to do it like y'all gonna have to come off that yeah for real like and i this is this is jasmine talking to you <laughs> like jazz the kos like this ain't no play in da like y'all really gotta be on some we deserve to have all of our health care, including abortion, all no of matter what, mm-hmm. because if they fuck around and get rid of our rights to abortion, y'all, the buck does not stop. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's not like they're going to say, okay, well, as long as you don't have an abortion, we'll make sure that you got clean water in your neighborhood. <laughs> right. We've already proven that is a lie. Yeah. Because especially with states with all these bans and all these waiting 72 hours and all this other stuff, what I know for sure, y'all also can't get no food. Y'all electricity is high as fuck. And y'all got to stand your ground laws. And so, like, y'all quit. Options. Just... We need options. We need all of the options. We need more options. And honestly, y'all shouldn't be forming those politics until they give you all those options. How about that? How about you? How about this? Until they just give us everything from the moment you born, you born and just... Great conditions, a clean place. You know, your mama didn't have to travel way over yonder to deliver your ass. She could do a home birth if she wanted to because she got access to a doula. She just had all salary, the options. Housing. You got food. You know, you don't never know. You ain't never seen a ramen noodle in your whole life. Like, that ain't never an option. Just fresh fruit. Just a cornucopia. Until that day exists, that's when you can be out here talking about you don't believe in abortion like it's a fucking unicorn yeah <laughs> ain't You're no like, belief why would, any, why would we not be ushering babies into this place and going back to last week's episode we we gotta be on these healing journeys y'all we gotta think like three times mm-hmm. about what does it mean to support our community and what does it mean to stand up for um, black women, for femmes, for trans folk, to make sure that we're all protected. Like, this your line. Abortion is your line. Like, all this stuff right. that black people are dealing with. Y'all see what they doing our kids in these schools. Y'all see what they doing. Like, we ain't even got grocery so- stores that we can afford food in. Yeah. Like, But y'all got all these harsh opinions about what people, sh- who, who people are fucking? Like, that's weird. Like, Mind no. your fucking business. But what I know for sure is me and mine cannot afford to be anti-choice. Like, it's just, it's not set up out here like that. Yeah. And people are doing the very best they can in very harsh conditions. This system is hard on us, y'all. People should be able to do what they want, no matter what. As long, especially if it doesn't cause harm to others. And what we know for sure, these policies are causing harm to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of harm. And until they can prove that they will not harm us, then those politics don't apply to us. They just continue to perpetuate us not being able to own ourselves, to be autonomous. You can't be a descendant of slaves talking about how you want to control what people doing with their bodies. That don't make sense. It really doesn't, y'all. Ooh, somebody is blessed from that anti-abortion life right now. God, yes. And Release just, it. Just let that just shit go. Let it that go. came from, that is a standard given to us by white Not, people. Um, because let me tell y'all, uh, Malaya been on here talking about how we are, we had all these healings and doulas and all that. Our people also practice abortion. There's herbs, 
all like abortion has existed before a medical facility ever like what we know is medical facilities exist right abortion has always been here people have always had unplanned pregnancies since people have been able to get pregnant we have practiced trying to relieve ourselves of pregnancies and it happens that's what that's what it is sometimes you just don't want to do it and patriarchy has taught a lot of y'all to rape the yams are high i ain't got time for this gotta go out there and get this food child like no no like and i just want to shout out the abortion funds who work to support jane doe in getting her abortion um if y'all want to know more about uh how to get involved or support people's ability to access abortion not just get the abortion people forget that we also are dealing with the inability to pay for the abortion and what we were talking about around transportation sometimes people need money for transportation people need money for child care in order there's so many factors that impact why people have to go get abortions right and it's just not one and it can be one like not being able to pay for gas can impact your ability to get this procedure so if y'all want to know more about abortion funds visit nnaf.org ashay so back to the only allies that i have ever known in my life black women the gods the gods yes so if you all have been on instagram which i'm sure many of you all have i'm in love with a stripper yes we love strippers i remember the first time i ever went to the strip club it was the onyx in atlanta and i'm glad that was my experience because let me tell you it was blessed my first strip club was platinum rose in memphis tennessee and let me tell you it was a very blessed time yes and uh, Black Diamond in Jackson, Mississippi is also a treasure. Nice. You know? Nice. I, I love it. I love I going to the strip club with like activists, like specifically reproductive justice motherfuckers mm-hmm. is a time. Jackson, Mississippi is letting us know what a future can look like. There's a black woman, a big but black woman just ass just on a billboard on a highway <laughs> and i just feel like you know it, it may as well say uh bless god herself mm-hmm. um on on the billboard but it's an advertisement who knows what's possible a lot of people is mad at it but y'all gotta see the future right so basically <laughs> we just saying we love someone a stripper bitch. It, it could be a statue you yes. know if we if we really honor the athleticism and Man. agility of these people <laughs> hanging from the raptures okay like yes. swinging off shit clicking heels my god i wish i could so basically there are new york strippers organizing against racism in the industry proving that organizing is indeed for everyone mm-hmm. at giselle marie on instagram basically wrote this post um, that started with, I'm so sick of seeing my fellow dancers in New York complain about deserving what is supposed to be theirs. Amen. Listen, you bum-ass fucking promoters and club owners. Y'all fucking up the damn money, she says. Um, Describing an unfair system of wage distribution happening in NYC. 
Um, so after she posted this comment on Instagram, she was flooded with comments and messages from other dancers with similar complaints, including a dancer by the name of Panama, who worked in a New York City strip club for eight years. Giselle and Panama have come together and a few other women got to talking. And as their movement gained traction, hashtag NYC stripper strike was born. Basically, the dancers of the NYC stripper strike are also shedding light on discrimination against black women in the industry as a whole. According to Giselle and Panama, promoters rarely ever hire bartenders who are black or dark skinned. Mm -hmm. And black dancers also have a harder time getting scheduled on nights with high earning potential and gaining access to VIP spaces. So basically, we have this two-pronged attack that's happening on strippers in New York City. Mm-hmm. where and Not um, just strippers, but people who work in these strip clubs as well, correct? Like the, the bartenders yeah. are also being discriminated against. The bartenders are also being discriminated against, but what's actually happening uh-huh. is that the strippers are speaking out against the owners and promoters mm-hmm. because they're bringing in social media celebrity bartenders to Tim Bar. Um, And because of they're bringing in these, you know, high Instagram following bartenders um, and the dance floors are where the dancers dance are either close to the bar or on top of the bars. There's a lot of confusion about who gets what money. Mm -hmm. And this is it has been described as a feud between the strippers and the bartenders. But really, it's a lack of of leadership and like fairness and distribution from the owners of these strip clubs. Mm. The dancers are also taking up this fight about colorism in the industry. So it's like a lot of stuff going on. And I imagine though too, like it has to extend to the bartenders. Cause I mean, if you're not willing to hire a particular kind of a stripper, a dark skinned stripper, like I don't think you're going to be like, but the dark skinned bartenders with natural hair and you know, whatever they look like, they they can go. They'll right. go. And I often complain about how white, like, our desires are still, like, ancient. Yeah. Like, we're seeing a lot of representation on TV with um, Insecure and Blackish. But when we, we're also going to be in the position where we're going to have to hold people of color, specifically black people, accountable to colorism. We're going to have to hold ourselves accountable to diversifying as far as not just gender, but sexuality, um, gender presentation and sexuality. As well as ability. Yeah, ability, all all this stuff. Just because it's black doesn't mean it stops there, which we learned when Kyrisha was on the show talking about Honey Groove, Mm -hmm. how even though it's a space for queer women of color, they still have to do work to make sure that shit includes all people. Mm -hmm. All people of color. And, you know, that means sex workers deserve to be unionized as well. Yes, they do. And across the globe, sex workers are unionized. It's in America that we have all this stigma. So if y'all want to hear about the uh, International Union of Sex Workers, but pretty much the International (laughs) Union of Sex Workers campaigns for the human civil and labor rights of all those who work in the sex industry mm-hmm. all people so strippers we're talking about cam models we're talking about prostitutes like everybody deserves like sex work is a very ancient industry yes and it's only new that there's all this shame and criminalization around this particular work so people do deserve to have set guidelines around their money yep 
period. And if we believe that people who work in restaurants deserve to have a union, if we know that football players have unions, like in the NFL, basketball players are unionized, sex workers also have to be unionized to make sure that their rights are covered. And the thing about the labor rights movement in America, they have consistently not done enough around gendered labor specifically racialized gendered labor in this country it's why domestic workers have had to do their own labor organizing because labor unions don't necessarily do the necessary work to make sure domestic workers get paid leave that's nice that's nice to say that because mm -hmm. they're actually actively leaving them out actively they're like not inviting domestic workers to the negotiation table when not at all. Policy. So then when that doesn't stop, when we're talking about sex work, we're talking about uh, stripping is legal. Mm-hmm. Strip clubs are legal. And at the very least, these people are um, not protected because of the kind of work that they decide to do because people have created all this stigma around people, quote unquote, using their bodies to make profit. Which is like, but y'all but that's do what that. We, all day everywhere if you go to work you are using your body to (laughs) create a profit for somebody if not for yourself that's why y'all so fucking tired all the time also with the desire piece man when i think about this piece around dark-skinned women not being at these clubs um even if you turn on like hbo go and go to the late night section which i know y'all be watching porn there's just never is there a woman who looks like Anybody I know on the front The front page of Pornhood be looking the same way unless you uh, got recommendations to be in the edge section. Which this is why I'm just, I love amateur porn. I think I've said this before. It's like my icebreaker question to ask people what their favorite kind of porn is. Mm -hmm. And it's, I realized when I did a deep dive, I was very happy with that this is my favorite. It's because I like seeing real bodies. I like to see people who have similar bodies to Right. I want to see somebody who look like me fucking shit. And also, I want those uh, films are also usually produced by black people mm-hmm. and are more likely to be produced by black women. Yeah. Which means like the sex, the porn industry is very racist, especially when you're talking about commercial porn. Yep. The reason why all those white bodies exist because it's a lot of racist white people routinely discriminating against particular kinds of bodies. White people aren't even really seeing themselves in porn for real, but no. they, they just you they're know. just weird. They, they, they hate just themselves. Really accept it. <laughs> yeah, like, all like, this I stuff hate up. myself. <laughs> so let me watch some unattainable shit. Like, <laughs> just, I'm not fucking so. You can tell some of these women ain't felt their breasts in Man. solidly eight years. But like. I will say about amateur porn, like, <laughs> one that I watched this nigga had a full on. House arrest bracelet. <laughs> That's my favorite shit. That's I'm like, take part. off your socks, niggas. Damn. No. Like, no. See this lump of this bracelet. I ain't got time for my parole officer to be sending the police because I done took it off for this scene. Right, because I done took it off. But, you know, make your money. And amateur porn, like, they're more likely to show, you know, people are getting their pussy ate correctly. Oh, yes. You know, yeah. like, there's really more, there's more pleasure involved, uh, <laughs> Most times, right. I won't say all times because some people still fall into the trap of 
Just drilling, folks. I, you know, right now I'm having a moment thinking about y'all hearing us go from <laughs> talking about porn. Leave me alone. Right. But you know, bitch is smart. So yes, I'm gonna break down reproductive oppression and talk about pleasure at the same time. At what kind of porn time. do y'all watch? If you don't know what kind of porn that you like, maybe you should venture out, find some things. Tell us what you. Porn see. is too accessible for you not to right. be figuring out what kind you miss. With. I see some of those Twitter accounts, y'all be following and accidentally retweeting. They said that y'all is masturbating to GIFs right now. Yes, they are. It's a whole thing. Yes, there's like GIFs of just like fucking on Twitter. Like when I find repetition, just people really get off to it. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. I just do do what you gotta do, baby. Play with your own squishy. As Andre 3000 reemerges to tell y'all how to be a real nigga. Like, I'm with it. Man, I love that song. So, yeah, y'all, take care of yourself. They don't want us to be out here surviving and fucking. And And they don't want you to be paid. No, they don't want you to be paid. They don't want you to use your body as they take away jobs and shit. Take away jobs. Like, we got to get creative and resourceful And then they're going to have the nerve to not give you access (laughs) to anything. Right. They're like, abortion? No. (laughs) Healthcare for moms? No. Birth control? No. water no, no bitch but you want some guns yeah. okay it depends on who you is you niggas with all these felonies no because no. we make sure to incarcerate y'all right and then once you get incarcerated you know we gonna make sure that y'all only had these jobs that only make sense on the dollar listen and then have you anywhere from making panties to fighting fires for <laughs> goddamn right. 10 cents a goddamn hour out here. Like, this shit is fucked up. Right. Like, and then, we gotta have to do, we gonna need something. Fucking up your country's, your, your cousin, your home country's, your motherland's economy. Then, and then, <laughs> riddle it with war. You become a refugee. You can't even come up in this motherfucker. Hello? Like, this, like, y'all, we got to stand for things. Yes. We got to, you know. Because they just don't stand. want us to be here asking they for don't. shit. And they are working <laughs> together in tandem to make sure that we don't exist. It's like your mean auntie, but white in the government and just saying no to every fucking thing. And I understand that we are introducing y'all to some radical concepts. Uh, Goddamn, support your local stripper. Goddamn, support <laughs> abortion a funds. Bag. Go like, ahead and pick up all the cash. We, these are radical concepts, but y'all can keep reading. That's, yes. that's the beauty in all of this. Like, mm. black, if y'all don't believe us, you know, <laughs> There are a lot of resources y'all should read. Undivided Rights. Yes. Um, that's by Loretta Ross and them. Mm-hmm. Y'all should pick up uh, Dorothy Roberts, Killing Kill a Black, Black Body. Body. Um, also, read all of Dorothy Roberts' work. Just, yeah, like, just, just pick it you, up. Start with a TED Talk if you must. If you must. she She's great, you know. <laughs> uh, she really is, though. Take another read of uh, Confessions of a Video Vixen by Corinne yes. Stephens. Yeah, Home like, do by a, Toni Morrison if you want to talk about the herbs and shit. Yeah, the the reason why I, I am recommending Corinne Stephens is because these are real life stories about how women end up in these 
situations with powerful people is usually rooted in the government's choices around us causes us to have a limited or fewer options for ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's the point. And if and we, we want people, that. yes, and if we want people to make better choices, we can't just sit up here and be like, you should make better choices in isolation. You have to demand more from the folks who are so-called trying to quote unquote take care of you or quote unquote know best for you. Yes, <laughs> and people are like, so do I have to fight for all of it? No, but the thing is, what you can do to help is not stand in opposition, stand in the way of the folks who are doing their work. We can be a concert. We don't have to be uh, fighting against one another. If your right. jam is environmental justice, just don't get in the way of labor justice. If your jam is labor justice, don't get in the way of abortion. And in fact, you should be able to say, hey, we don't necessarily talk about abortion, but these are the people and resources that we can point to. Mm-hmm. And we stand in support because we know that if people do not have labor, if they do not have uh, adequate conditions jobs, around, their, around their, jobs. their jobs or rightful conditions, it creates harmful impacts for families and family planning choices. It's very simple, y'all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, last week we did a whole show um, about love and relationships and, you know, just answering your questions, talking about our journey. And it's something that we really like to do because apparently, even when I think about the conversation we just had, Jasmine, like around abortion, how like for some people, like hearing us talk about it in this way is like new. So being able to apply those politics to our actual lives and how to put them in practice in real time. Um, I love highlighting that it's not always easy. Like Mm -hmm. it's a process. This is something that is new, which is why we advocate for black people to sit the fuck down, rest and take care of yourself. Please, please do. Because if we don't pause, we can keep repeating the harms that have been done against us. And that's what we don't want to do. We're trying to expand blackness, expand what liberation looks like. And it doesn't always look like you pounding the street for every issue. But it, like Jasmine just eloquently said, um, you're not standing in the way of people who are. So we missed some questions in the hidden part of um, IG. So we'll be answering them over the next few weeks. Um, so keep DMing us your questions or even better, um, emailing them to us at the Black Joy Mixtape at gmail.com so here's our first question that i found lurking in the hidden part of instagram ready jasmine Work. hey y'all hey i would love to ask about energy yes specifically how do you deal with ridding yourself of an ex's bad energy that still lingers from a distance example i can feel my ex's energy <laughs> Girl, I can't. <laughs> she won't fuck this person. <laughs> Sorry, girl. You can't say that. See, I'm gonna is- keep it 100 by saying my story. Goddamn. <laughs> Listen, y'all be chatting, right? But y'all be talking about energies, nigga. That's you. <laughs> she said, "Example. I can feel my ex's energy and feel when they're. I'm gonna be the problematic side of this because I know Jasmine gonna give a real ass." <laughs> anyway she says i can feel my ex's energy and feel when they're thinking about me and i just want my name out their damn head so i can heal and live my life Mm -hmm. each time i get close to being vulnerable with a new person my ex pops up in some way or another 
I want to find new love and peace and power. Can't wait to listen. Yes. Well. Yes. This is a real question. Okay. Yeah. You, are you reminding yourself of this? You can answer first and then I'll give. You already said that. Uh, listen, this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say. Nah, this <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I, y'all know I already love y'all. I don't think nothing bad about any of y'all who listen to this show and write us your questions. That is real. That energy, you are responsible. The energy is real. However, what I'm going to say, I'm going to flip it to a real no, thing. No, go, go say it. Say it. Just say it. All right. I'm going to say that you need to let this person go. That maybe the energy that's also popping up is a piece of your desire. And I think you have to be able to name that. Like, if you're feeling like, oh, my ex is thinking about me coming up, dipping in a bitch's DMs and shit, liking Looking at Insta stories. Looking at Insta stuff, being the first to look at an Insta story, bitch. Get your ass out of here. Like, look. All right. (laughs) So now that Amber's done... Hi, beloved. How you doing, baby? I know. I know. <laughs> Look, now, you got to keep busy. You ain't busy enough. Yeah. If you can feel, quote unquote, feel somebody <laughs> thinking about you. <laughs> All right? Like, uh, I mean, and if somebody thinking about you, I mean, shit. I'm just the KOS. All types of niggas is thinking about me. You think I give a fuck? You think I could be bothered? Like if if look, all right, so that's number one. If if this person is really your ex and you really ready to move on. If they're really your ex and, and you, you really, really ready to move on. If they really your ex and you really ready to move on. One more time together. If, if this if they are really, really your, your ex and, and you are really ready to move on. on. You gotta block that number. You gotta do. You gotta block that number. You hey, gotta delete second, that number off the. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta. <laughs> that block list gotta be popping. You know. Ooh. You gotta. I, I done told Amber this. Like, <laughs> if you really serious, you know, if you really want to cut that off, you gotta. You gotta make moves, child. You gotta tell people to leave you the entire fuck alone, and you gotta no. be rooted. You got to no. be rooted, especially if this person ain't violent. Now, if you in a situation where this person is stalking you and carrying on. Call them, call who you need to call. Get, girl. Get reinforced. Ghostbusters, the NRA, <laughs> whatever you need to do, beloved. Um, because I know we can't call, you know, we done did all that shit. But, Girl, listen, we don't but know what it might sounds happen if the like, show up. It sounds like this person just keeps showing up to your mama house on Sunday uh, after church. <laughs> and the thing is, you got to tell your people, stop inviting this person around when they know you're going to be around. Like, the single people who dating or whatever, getting in serious relationships, you know, we don't really talk about how there's a social divorce that has to happen. Like, you know, y'all true. end up sharing friends. You might not even share like property or money or nothing or kids, but y'all done messed around and just yeah, hung my out. Goddamn socks. <laughs> I mean, because the sweatpants are I gone. go to Mulebone. <laughs> that is my spot, bitch. <laughs> what the fuck you doing in here? 
<laughs> Y'all really gotta decide, you know. You gotta decide which of those people are actually your friends, like you know, and be non-negotiable on it. Stop hanging with the people or hanging near the people that you know is always gonna be around your ex. Yeah. Like, just cut that side of town off, <laughs> cut off that city if you have to. Like, I don't make some space. All of Ward One is mine, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if you got a little access, a little resources, you know, maybe it's time to explore other places. If it's that far, if it's that bad where like you just feel like because I had to get up like if somebody know I was with somebody. I keep bringing this up. I was with somebody for seven and a half years and we broke up. Well, I broke up with this person and. I just was in a cycle, just in a cycle and just, and I knew if I wanted to save myself, if I wanted to be successful, if I wanted to thrive, I needed to get the fuck on. And that's why I'm saying you really got to decide if this is your ex and if you really want to move on, because sometimes in those situations where you feel like you can't get loosed, you got to loose yourself. Because you are more important. You deserve to be well, beloved. Yes, ma'am. You, like, this relationship ain't, it ain't, if if it feels like this for you, like, you writing about, no, I feel this person thinking about me. me. If that's the case, then y'all need to put some space, put a few stakes between you. So, when you feel that person thinking about you, they can't do nothing else but think. (laughs) They can't pop up on your ass. They can't. And even if that's not a possibility for you, you got to also still draw that line. Like, you got to be just really clear. Ain't no more this. We're done. Goodbye. Until you do right by me, everything you think about will crumble. Man, find you a healer. Talk to them about, like, ceremony or cutting, like, strings. Like, have somebody tell you how to goddamn tie up some yarn and stuff and cut it up and burn it and throw it away at some random location that you never visit again. <laughs> like, sometimes it takes ceremony. Sometimes yeah. it takes getting a podcast. Maybe you need to develop a podcast. <laughs> right. Maybe you need to take up knitting. Or, or an Odie but goodie. Fuck someone else. Here come Amber. That's... <laughs> do it. Yeah. Allow yourself... <laughs> Look, I fucked a lot of people. <laughs> For all the people who I am currently, not all the, for the person. <laughs> just stop. I just quit. Cut this. For the person who just heard me say that. I, I love you, Jasmine. Loves I, you. I was a virgin before I met you. <laughs> me, I am. <laughs> Listen. You it. Even that seven and a half relationship, it I only love matter. you, baby. I only think about you. You know who you are. It's all you, baby. All you. I know you listening to this, right? It's only you. You, second person. You know who you are. You. You know. You. you, My number one. You, you, you. (laughs) Lying ass bitches. You, boo, babe. I hate these bitches. (laughs) But I love them. I love them. I wish they were talking to me right now. (laughs) It's only you. You know when they touched it. You do. Yep. You. It's mine, but it's some. It's some of yours. You know, it's both ours. It's like, both. I ours. just keep it at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Stop writing this letter. 
Spanish, y'all, please. Always goes downhill. <laughs> Listen, sis. I'm projecting, so. <laughs> Don't take it personal. If you're listening to this right now. <laughs> anyway, Jasmine, anything else? I think we should stop before we show too many of our, show too many of our cards and start getting hate mail. You and, know? you know. People I'll- gonna pay the air on your goddamn door and then you eat <laughs> You ain't gonna be there to do nothing about it. Not only hate mail, but these <laughs> niggas gonna start asking questions. Right. So who else? <laughs> who was you on the phone with? You said it was your mom. Who was you on the phone with? You said you was hanging out with Amber. <laughs> Nigga, I didn't say that. I said I was going out. <laughs> what? Anyhow. Ooh, so I'm single. Shoot your shot 2017, Look, 2018. I am single and only willing to be exclusive when you are willing to offer some exclusive shit. All right, y'all. All so right. go to theblackjoymixtape.com <laughs> and visit our store. As you all know, we got some new motherfucking t shirts out. Black yes. Joy Ally shirts. Ooh. You know, what are. <laughs> so here are the rules. All right. <laughs> Let's get this straight. One, non-black people. Before you hit buy, you need to read that description. If you have done any of those it's things, oath. if you've done any of those things in the last six months, you must buy five of those shirts. Yes. And give them out to the people you have harmed and call the cops on. Oh. Two, if you are a non-black person, black people who listen to the Black Joy mixtape are allowed to come up to you and just start asking questions. It's like letters. (laughs) In the Greek community, we call it wrecking. (laughs) And uh, if they find out that you racist, you know, you got to run them that shirt. Right. No, but for real, buy the shirt, y'all. Yes. Even if y'all got to wear it to bed for practice, you know, to get Just work yourself up to be in public (laughs) about being... An ally to black people, which I don't know why it's hard, but <laughs> in case you need to start with... They, they haven't been modeled anything else. That's what white people have no self-control has taught right. me. You know, it takes a lot of gumption and to just go against the fray. Yeah, go against all that shit. Wear that shit to work. Take yep. a picture and send it to us. Because that's how I feel when I wear a shirt that says Black Thighs Matter mm-hmm. or Petty Black Feminist. Wearing those shirts isn't... People who have them, I'm sure you know, mm-hmm. it is not always easy to wear that shirt emotionally because it's confrontational. White people have a lot of questions. Sometimes respectability will get the best of you. But that's exactly the point. We need to normalize what it means to not just say you are for black people, but to show that shit. And, and to be, be held account- And not be ashamed of it. And to be able to hope be willing to be held accountable when you have misstepped Mm -hmm. whether it's in love you know you can always come back to us and ask us some questions when we feel like answering them but yeah there's there's nothing wrong with stating what your political views are say that shit with your chest yep y'all wearing these little ass safety pins get you a t-shirt how about that like joy ally and you know it's a great opportunity to pay black women and amen as you know as we said earlier, the KOS is turning dirty 30. Hey. And, you know, we trying to upgrade here around the Black Joy headquarters. Mm-hmm. We need an additional mic and a mixer. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I'm responsible for buying it, I need y'all help. <laughs> 
you can help me by contributing to the PayPal, paypal.me backslash black joy. So you can give me a fine young birthday donation. I say, I And then also, y'all, it's November. It's a new month of bullshit. A new month of also is like the anniversary of nine. Fucking <laughs> the destruction, the destruction of American democracy visually, because <laughs> we've been fucking it up pretty heavily. But wow, Woo. it's These, gotten really unattractive. It around has here. gotten really bad on in this motherfucker. <laughs> Goddamn, I'm like them curtains in the White House, ugly. I mean. Bare feet on couches, like all the things we've had. I bet it smells in there. I bet it smells like wet dog in the White House. It smells like hot dog water. Man, it can't smell good in that bitch anymore. We should go on the tour of the White House soon. Just to smell it. Just to smell it. Because before you could smell a hint of a flat arm, blue magic. Motherfucking a laughter and shit. A little yeah. cocoa butter. Just a smidge of shea butter in that mm-hmm. bitch. A little blue magic. Now it's just whiskey and motherfucking Ooh. synthetic hair. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tanning lotion. Tanning lotion and shit. Ugh. Ugh. Just smell like dreams deferred and hope denied in that bitch. <laughs> Right. Smell like tiki torches. Right. I smell like propane in this motherfucker. I smell like. <laughs> Man. What the White House smell like, Jasmine? <laughs> you know the White House stink. It just smell moldy and goddamn like cats. <laughs> Can we say this? It smell like old piss in the White House right now. Why does this sound like my mama? <laughs> I am done because Amber's up in here and sounded just <laughs> like my mama. It smelled like poking beans on wieners. It smelled like old hot dog water. Smell like you goddamn Vienna sausages right. up in there. Smell like motherfucking <laughs> olives. <laughs> and vodka. And vodka. Not even no brown. Bitches, one o'clock in the afternoon. Why it smell like... <laughs> Motherfucking Tangeray in this bitch. Why it smell like this? Why it smell like the morning after in the afternoon? Right. I was trying to say, I'll be on News One now every Friday of this month, except for Black Friday, because duh. So, you know, that's what's happening, y'all. Mm-hmm. Fuck up some comments. Where can they find you online, Jasmine? Y'all can find me at Jazz on Your Mind on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram. And I'm just Amber J. Phillips. Across social media platforms, mainly Twitter and Instagram. Find us at Black Joy Mixtape on Instagram and Twitter. And make sure you're using the hashtag Black Joy Mixtape. Ow. Know the. Know the. We look at it, though. But, you know. We try. Just Black Joy Mixtape. It's all good. All right, Jasmine. Uh, what's your hope for your Black future? Real quick. My hope for Black futures is that we eradicate sexual violence from all sectors and institutions and relationships across the globe. Mm-hmm. My hope for Black Futures is that everyone, regardless of their ability, regardless of their race, gender presentation, and or sexuality, 
feel desired and sexy. This is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz, the King of the South. And you just listened to the Black Joy Mixtape. Hey, what they do? Keep calling me. That nine call nigga keep calling me. That eight call nigga keep calling me. That six call nigga keep calling me.